Hi, folks. Pat Fingerman Dean here, reaching down and tickling out those sweet, sweet deals for you. How are you? By the way, have you heard about Kurgis? Kurgis slippers are handmade out of 100% wool felt by an all-women's art collective in Kyrgyzstan. These ladies have been making the world's comfiest felt slippers for thousands of years. If you go to kurgis.com, K... Y-R-G-I-E-S dot com and use our promo code NOTHING in all caps. You'll get 15% off every order you place until you die. Also, every purchase you make directly contributes to the artisan's community, helping these women achieve financial independence. Plus, it helps our show to keep rolling out our award-winning content. Again, go to kyrgyz.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S, and use the promo code NOTHING in all caps to get 15% off. Make the world a better place and treat your feet to something sweet all at the same time. You can thank us later. International. Ladies and gentlemen uh, of the jury, because <laughs> we're in court now. I didn't uh, do it. <laughs> welcome. Uh, I welcome you to episode 128 of I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for for idiots, for for mooks, miscreants, uh, for half for half a momo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, miscreants, tools, <laughs> philosophy podcast for tools. Just a bunch of fucking <laughs> tools, dude. Hey, are you a fucking tool? You're gonna love our podcast. <laughs> you're gonna love our podcast. Hi, I'm like... noted. Uh, I'm noted tool Ben Sholock, and you're gonna <laughs> like what you hear. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, noted tool shed at Princeton University. My name uh, <laughs> this is Benjamin Tool Cholock. <laughs> Benjamin the Tool Man Cholock. Uh, oh, you're and, the Tool uh, Man. I like that I'm a the lot. The Tool Man. Yeah, the Tool Man of yeah, custodian of Princeton University. I'm just the janitor there now. I've been heavily, heavily demoted. <laughs> yeah, there were several uh, incidents. We don't really have time uh, to get into them, but yeah. Um, but uh, sitting across from me, uh, the the Fatone to my Timberlake, uh, yes. is uh, my good friend Patrick John Dean. How the fuck are you? I'm doing good. I'm feeling pretty uh, Fatoney right now. You know, I feel like uh, here's here's how I know I'm a I'm a Fatone. Okay, <laughs> Tony Fatoni. <laughs> yeah, you know how everybody knows, you know which which Sex in the City character they are. I think I know which In Sync member I am, and that's Joey Fatone. Yeah, you I'm, know why? Yeah, I'm clearly why. Because he he's got balls, and so do I. You I never know, so. Ben. You never know what I'm going to say next. Like, check this Isn't out. He... Fuck, uh, fuck. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just say good. stuff, dude. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I know you do. That's actually probably the most infuriating thing about this podcast is that you just say things. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see why that would be upsetting to uh to a learned man such as yourself. Well, I'll tell you what, we're actually, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about uh, today, the topic Great. today. 
Um, but before we get into it, uh, let's let's do a little <laughs> bullshit meandering as we do. I was Why not? Say, wasn't wasn't Fatone the older one? He's like the the clearly the oldest one. Like when they were is all he? 21, he he was like 34. <laughs> oh, was he? I don't know that. I, well, I know that he's I, in my he's in my big fat Greek wedding. I know about that. Yeah, he's the one with the he's the, he looks like the most Italian of them, I think. And he's got like the goatee. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. Who, that's who it is, right? Yeah, and he's a little, I think he's a little bit chunky. He's chunky yet funky, much like myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> And mine is, uh, yeah, my, I'm clearly Justin. Uh, I <laughs> I don't like that you say you're clearly Justin. Oh, I feel clearly. like that well, needs yeah. to be. I think we're, we're, you know, we're both handsome, we're both talented, we both dance well. <laughs> oh God! No, I'm just I don't I think I've ever, I've never seen you dance. I feel like um, I, I'm not I, a dancer. I, I don't really dance. I never even thought about it. I I never even thought about. Uh, there's a number of things I've never seen you do. I've never seen. I've never seen you have sex. Uh, I've never seen you dance. No. Th- that's about it. I've, I've, never seen... Se- I've never seen you have sex. <laughs> That'd hmm. be weird if I. It's like, well, that's weird. It's, I've I've actually seen you have sex a ton of times. Sure, like in the it's middle so of it too. Times. Not like implied. Like you, like we're staying in the same, you know, uh, beach house, and and you wake me up in the morning, and I got like a lady by my side. It's not even like that where it's implied. It's like you've what if you've what if you've seen me actively participate in sexual intercourse. Like watch fully. <laughs> yeah. Not, no. That's, I mean, you don't mean that'd to. Be way too weird. It's an accident, but I mean, you don't an have accident to. Of me watching you. What do you mean? Because if it was an accident, I would immediately back out of the room and go, "Oh, well, fuck, sorry." You sure, know? but I'd, I'd already be so done. I wouldn't see much. I'd already be done by then. But <clears throat> anyway, so Ben, <laughs> how how are you holding up during this whole? Uh, I haven't checked the news yet. Is there a cure? No, I don't think so. I think that hmm. I think it's the opposite. Right now, oh. it's the opposite of, of a cure being found. Interesting. There's just more more and more cases. In Texas, dude, s- it is spiked like crazy. Uh, yeah, every single day, it's gotten worse and worse in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting worse. And I keep getting asked to do uh, live stand-up kicks. And what I is up to, with that? I don't know. What? what I have fuck? to keep saying, <laughs> please stop asking me. I can't do it. Why are they do doing it. that? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Why does anyone do anything, Ben? I I don't know. You know but... what it is, Ben. I th- what I choose to believe is that people the, the the good the good people of Austin, uh, they they miss my uh my my patented, uh, stand up comedy so much, Ben, that they are willing to risk literal uh death or at least severe <laughs> discomfort. To... Yeah, they're willing to risk your life too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. <clears throat> It's um, it's weird. It's a, that's a weird position to be in. It's 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 oddly flattering, but also insulting, because it's like, hey, we really uh, like your comedy, but uh, we don't really give a shit whether you live or die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't either if I knew me. Like, fuck I guess this it's guy. true too. It's like if you're just like you're a fucking like jester. We're all, like all these comics are all just jesters or clowns, you know? Yeah, just, but like just. Entertain us, but uh, but we don't really give a shit about you. <laughs> yeah, but you know what they say about the jesters? They were the only ones who could make fun of the king. That's I don't think. Yeah, that, I don't think that was true. No, people always people <laughs> say that. Like the like they they're, they're, there's a certain they know that there's a certain <laughs> group not. there's a certain group of comics <laughs> who do this thing where they act like stand up comedy is way more important than it is, and they'll yeah. say shit like that. They'll put like memes out. And it's just like a picture of like I don't know George Carlin or like a like 
Louis yeah, J. Gomez or whatever. Yeah, and it's like fucking people like, oh, yeah, I'm a philosopher. Yeah, you know that fucking guy? No, I know who he is, but... It says in his but, Twitter like, that he's a he, that he's a philosopher, so he's pretty deep. Yeah, the guy who runs Legion of Skanks. He's, right? a de- he's so deep, Ben. <laughs> he's just so deep, and he contains multitudes. Yeah, multitudes of skanks. Oh my god! <laughs> what an asshole! Yeah. Did he threaten? <laughs> did he threaten to beat up uh, Jake one time? <laughs> yeah, which is. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll say that part is rad as fuck. That uh, Louis J. Gomez wanted to murder <laughs> Jake Flores because everyone uh. wants to murder Jake Flores. And oh, uh, why, why does everyone want to punch me? Um, uh, the internet wants to murder me. And uh, <laughs> Louis J. Gomez stole my bike. <laughs> uh, hey, Louis, give me my bike back. <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to. Everyone wants to stuff me in a locker. Yeah, steal my bike. The he's one like, he's like the endlessly bullied kid of of comedy. It seems like yeah, kind of a little bit. Uh, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, just I I love that even when the world is falling apart and no one. I mean, I mean, literally, we could wake up tomorrow and everything's different again. Like we really have no idea. This is such a volatile yeah. thing. Uh, even with just even with just um. The political stuff is, is as crazy as it is right now. On top of the pandemic stuff, and uh, uh, on, on on top of all the the problems with the, like the cops and shit like that, uh, I just love that in a world that is constantly swirling and changing, the one constant is Jake's bike being stolen. It is the yeah. best. It's so it all it will. It, it's it's like uh, you know you, you know where the uh, it, it the sun anchors, will rise. It anchors, re- it anchors reality. You know? Dude, we don't know if the sun's going to rise tomorrow. Who fucking knows? You know what I mean? We could all be dead. Yeah. But in the case of a nuclear holocaust, uh, res- the only people that will survive are cockroaches and Jake's bicycle. And s- the cockroaches will find a way to steal it. <laughs> steal it. They'll steal Yeah. <laughs> oh, I survived nukes, but the uh, cockroaches stole my bike. <laughs> cockroaches stole my bike. At uh, Feral they- Jokes. On Twitter, <laughs> give give him a follow. They, it's pretty good stuff. They ran off. They ran off with it, like in a cartoon, or uh, <laughs> you, you know, like you, and you see like little ants or, or, or insects just in a very very nice uniform line, or just yeah. like carrying yeah, something yeah, away, yeah. <laughs> like a perfect glide. Uh, yeah, man, the animal kingdom's God. crazy, Ben. The animal kingdom is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, a little earlier we mentioned how you just uh, just blurt things out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, all the time. I have and Tourette's syndrome. Because... Okay, I, I, all right, buddy. I. It's not funny. Uh, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little funny. Well, also that, also that that part of it is just my personality. That actually has nothing to do with my. Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say you also you also hide behind your 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 uh, Tourette's when it's convenient for you. Yeah, Ben, it's the one <laughs> like good. Liar. It's the one good thing about having it. <clears throat> Um, Everything else well, is horrible. Well, here's go the thing. on, Ben. We're talking about uh, so today we're talking about a, a, a man. We're talking about a philosopher, but he deals primarily with the philosophy of language, uh, and uh, oh, in, in a very wide ranging way, he talks about this thing called speech act theory. Okay, and what? how important that is to our understanding of meaning, uh, reality, knowledge, perception, and uh, and how to navigate social situations okay. but how, how does this get about how does this get a, get us out of the mess that we're in 
Um, the, it doesn't, the, it's, what, the coronavirus? It's not, not going to solve coronavirus. There's the coronavirus, Ben. Uh, the president is mentally ill. Uh, what else? Jake's bike? I mean, I, I mean, the, the world is falling well, apart. He does have he does kind of briefly touch on uh, how this relates to uh, like rhetoric in uh, politics. And uh, it sort of relates to how like uh, fascism can can come about pretty easily when people stop paying attention to how they use their speech acts. OK, Interesting. Uh, but we'll get there in a second. Nice. Um, but first, let's let's talk about this guy. His all name right. is Jesus Christ, and he is the savior of us all. No, but he did have a pretty uh, nuts life uh, on top of being a, a fairly, fairly successful philosopher. Uh, this guy's name is John Langshaw Austin, uh, usually uh, abbreviated to J.L. Austin. They just called him J.L. Austin uh, for short. Um, and uh, guess, where, guess where this guy's from? John Langshaw. John Langshaw? John huh. Langshaw Austin. Guess where he's from? I would assume America. That sounds like a pretty American name, like well, New England. Okay, so close. Not not New England. He's actually from Old England, from jolly Old England. Uh, this guy is British as fuck. Okay, uh, he was the Whites Professor of Moral Philosophy at the University of Oxford. Wait, I'm sorry. Um, he was the what? The Whites Professor. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't of know about philosophy. that. So what? It's it's this other. I know, I know. It's just this other philosopher, this other like professor. Hello, uh, guys. You know Welcome. Like, Hello, guys. Welcome to the first day of class. First of all, um, sometimes Welcome. people say Welcome that uh, to white excellence. Welcome to white excellence. People say that uh, the white people have no culture, and I'm here to say that they do. And he just goes off onto a thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I trust this guy. I'm going to be honest. It seems well, it's not him. Perilously close. The, the professor, the professorship that was named after this is guy named. I don't even know what his first name is. Oh. White. Oh, okay. So it I has, guess... It not, it's not racially motivated. So it's I guess just, what you're just, saying is that I jumped to a conclusion without hearing you finish your sentence. Yeah, you interrupted me while oh. I was trying well, to explain it, and, and you jumped to your own conclusion. Semantics. <laughs> so, yeah, and speaking of semantics, we'll get into that shit, too. All right. Uh, but here's the thing. So this guy... Uh, let me Let me tell you a little bit of what I read here. Uh, so his early, he, so he's he's a class, very a very classic English philosophy nerd. Uh, his early interests included as a as a young boy, his interests were uh, Aristotle, Kant, Leibniz, and Plato. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Okay, so bad. Uh, so. Yeah, so and he he was like a uh he was like a what's it called? The kind of a protege of this uh really famous uh like turn of the century philosopher named G.E. Moore who we're going to talk about soon uh in another episode. And um and he was basically like just kind of he was just a nerd who was like on track with just being a nerd until this little thing called World War 2 happened, okay? During the Second World War, Austin served in the British Intelligence Corps. Uh, and here's the coolest thing that I've read about him. <laughs> it has been said of him that he, quote, more than anybody was responsible for the life-saving accuracy of the D-Day intelligence. Jesus. <laughs> so he took this he took this detour from being a nerd to being this absolute intelligence badass and probably like almost single-handedly secured the intelligence that like made D-Day successful. 
what the fuck? What a yeah. random thing. Yeah. Like, that's what's weird about it. It's, it's so crazy how people, like, rise to the occasion <laughs> during, like, times of crisis. Which, like, you know, contrast to him. In contrast to him, <laughs> the two of us have not. <laughs> no. Well, no. I've, I've learned how to cook better. Yeah, a little bit. I've, I can I've make a... Stay inside better. <laughs> Dude, I figured out how to make uh, sunny side up eggs and I, I can make a mean turkey burger. So oh, actually, wow. uh, actually, Ben, also real quick, I'm a little annoyed. I was a little annoyed because right as we started recording, um, I saw the wor- I saw the, the worst tweet I think I've ever seen in my life. Ooh, in my dish. life, this person Hold on, I just I just retweeted it, making fun of this. Usually, I tr- I try not to do this. I try not to just oh wait a minute, make fun I of. Think... Get never mind. Go. I think I might have seen it, but go. It's I try. Okay, so, so a lot of times on on Twitter, people will just quote tweet somebody and dunk on them, and it's kind of I don't know. A lot of it's kind of dumb, but this made me so legitimately annoyed. Somebody I, I I retweeted it and said I did it. I found the dumbest thing to complain about on this website, and it was a guy tweeting. Not having children is a form of privilege, and it's one we don't talk about nearly enough. I feel like, what the f- Of all the times to say this, Ben. Of all the times in our nation's history. I think, you know what? They, so they opened up a Pandora's box with the whole privilege thing. Because here's the thing. I, it's obvious. It's obviously true that... that there are cases of people having undoubtedly privilege, privilege than others, but then there are some people who are claiming that other things are privileged. Now that 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 fucking discourse is out there, everyone wants to claim that I other know. people have privilege based on these things. Like you, you can wear T-shirts. That's privilege, and it's like I literally oh, saw one that said I saw someone talk about how having how, how being polite is a privilege, and I was like, "Come on, man!" Like I think I saw that. Come on, that like one. what are we doing? Where you're running out of things to complain about, so you're inventing things to start a dialogue, I, I guess. But what the fuck? I don't know a dialogue about what. So we should stop being polite. So I people don't know. Should have more children. What's your point? What yeah, yeah, let's what, let's make more <laughs> children and let's make them rude as fuck. How about that? <laughs> Go to hell. Everyone on this planet is gone it's insane. Everyone's <laughs> lost their mind, and I don't get it. Well, I mean, I guess I do I, get it, but... I want to call this... I, I think complaining about privilege is a form of privilege, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I mean... The, on Twitter. Sure. I mean, not, 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 all, not all complaining about privilege. Obviously, there's, like, elements of privilege that are true. Sure. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. But like, not having kids, I feel like is is a little bit of a stretch. That's like, mi- uh, this guy may as well be Mister Fantastic. You know what I mean? Stretching yeah, it, that much. It, it sounds like you know the Yankees winning the play- winning the World Series is privilege. <laughs> it's like I don't know if it is. I think it's a combination. I, I mean, of, <laughs> of steroids and just you know having a lot of money. But even then, also, but that just buys you really good baseball players. And that so take. <laughs> <laughs> that take makes way more sense than not having children as a form of privilege. I don't, yeah. unless he's referring to like access to like abortion or like fucking condoms, but I, that's not what he meant because his follow up tweets are about how you shouldn't, if you have a dog, you shouldn't say that you can relate to having a, to being a parent, which is dumb. But also, why? Why on earth? Why talk about? Why are we this? talking about this? Why the? F- <laughs> and now why? we're talking about it. <laughs> we're recording ourselves. 
We're supposed to be talking about something else, Ben. This is a podcast about philosophy, and we don't ever talk about philosophy. We just yell at each other and talk about people on Twitter and, 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 like, and nonsense. Yell, you're, yelling, you're, yelling about, you're yelling at me about something that we both agree on. I know. I'm on your side. About a guy I'll never meet in life me. ever. I'll never know this person. <laughs> How, I don't even know what their name. I've already forgotten their name. I don't even know where they live. I didn't even. I looked at the profile to make sure it wasn't like an irony, bro. But no, just a very stupid man. Anyway, so, so, so that just goes to show that I, I don't know. Our generation is really. We've come a long way from this guy who took a break from being a nerd to arguably save the world. Yeah, way to go, buddy. <laughs> we appre- yeah. I appreciate that. You know. Yeah. So yeah. So he he. Uh, let's let's get back to it. Let's not let's not you know <laughs> fucking have heart attacks <clears throat> over this guy's tweet. Um, Too late, Ben. I so anyway, I've had one already. <laughs> and Ben, I refuse to apologize. All right. You know why? Because not having a heart attack is a sign of privilege, and I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay. Now listen. So this guy was. Um, uh, where is it? He right. He was honored uh, for his intelligence work with an Order of the British Empire, which is like their uh, what's it called? Uh, their Medal of Honor, kind of. Uh, he was uh, honored with a French Croix de Guerre uh, and the U.S. Officer of the Legion of, Bar- of Merit. So. This guy is like widely decorated. He's like captain, not only like Captain England, also Captain America, and also Captain France. <laughs> Whoa! Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, his name is Captain yeah, Britain, by the way. Show some respect. Captain Britain. Yeah, his name uh, is okay. James Braddock. Okay. Well, no, it's his name is J.L. Austin. No, his sister um, is Psylocke. <laughs> well, the, well, Betsy Braddock, who who became Psylocke later on, and actually switched bodies with an Asian woman, which was kind of strange. Great. That's great. Did you know that? That's really cool. Do you know the character Psylocke? Yeah. I, I kind of remember. She's an X-Man. <laughs> she's a member. Well, hold on real quick. She's a member of the X-Men. And she was this British lady who, like, in the 90s, for some reason, I think because we were all, ninjas were a big thing in the 90s and X-Men comic books yeah. and Marvel in general. So she switched bodies with this Asian woman named Kawanin, I believe her name was. And just for a long time, she was just this white lady in an Asian lady's body. It's kind of strange. So that's uh, that sounds like privilege <laughs> being able to. Uh, uh, yeah. To switch races. Yeah. I used to be like this. So, so she took she she body snatched her then. Like well, they switched. Still, I believe still. Oh, they switched. They switched. I identities? think I, I don't quite recall what happened to this woman, but I believe she. Uh, I don't know what happened to her consciousness. I, I think they switched bodies, but they might not have. Who knows, man? It was the 90s, bro. Well, <laughs> It does sound like a very philosophically interesting conundrum because it's like what happens to what happened to the original Asian ladies, uh, you know, per, excuse me, personality or identity or whatever you want to call it or consciousness. Right. Like where did where did that where did that go? go? Um, God, I just stumbled all the way through that. Well, uh, that's because I interrupted you again with something that had nothing to do with. Uh, OK, so this guy. Um, so he. That's pretty much the only like interesting thing that happened in his life. Yeah, he, he lived he lived a quiet, 
<laughs> seriously, he lived like this quiet, like nebbishy life, and then was profoundly interrupted by World War II, where he <laughs> stood Profa- to the occasion. Like like many people, profound. Yeah. World War II was uh, considered a up, profound up interruption <laughs> in our nation's yeah. history. But but uh, in the world's history, and then and then this guy kind of you know he 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 rose to the occasion. Uh, helped defeat Hitler, <laughs> uh, and then so went good. and then went back to Oxford basically to just be a, a philosophy nerd. Okay, but he in so doing he did make some very profound uh, contributions to our understanding of language, uh, truth, uh, how our statements like you know convey uh, knowledge or truth to another person, and not only that but how they create truth in the world. And this is kind of the interesting part that I'm going to get into his whole theory on speech acts. Okay. Before we get into that, there's a little bit of context. Uh, He uh, started, basically, he kind of fell in with this group of philosophers who, uh, in in Oxford, was known as the Oxford School, or they also had this profoundly, (laughs) profoundly boring name. Yikes. And so the School of Philosophy was called (laughs) Ordinary Language Philosophy. Oh, God. That was it. It's just it was just called ordinary language philosophy. And what's weird is that I actually think it's pretty interesting because it's a new it's kind of like a newer approach to philosophy. Instead of like wondering like you know what is truth, how does like a, a statement connect to truth? Uh, you know how do you acquire knowledge? All that shit. Yeah. What they did was they just they just um, uh, analyzed how statements are used in language, how ordinary like language is used. Uh, how those words are used, and then uh, trying to extrapolate from that, you know, what the actual concepts are. So when you say, for example, you ask a question of like, <clears throat> like, what is free will? Does free will exist? Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Uh, what this guy kind of did was, look, we're not getting anywhere, you know, with the traditional approach to this to this problem. Oh, I thought you were Instead, talking about this website. I thought you were talking about our podcast. <laughs> we aren't getting anywhere. Oh, well, yeah, we also aren't getting anywhere, but that's, that's sort of, it's weird. It's like, man, that's also another kind of like meta question about philosophy is like if, if philosophy makes progress, uh, and I, I know, I know where you stand on that. So don't fucking say it. Ben, I literally, <laughs> as you were ta- talking to me about, um, th- this person be- before you dropped the, the bomb about, uh, you know, D-Day or whatever, I was just thinking to myself, if philosophy never existed, I wonder what this world would would be like and i can't say it'd be better but i also can't say um, it'd be worse you know that's the thing is i i kind of feel like it would never not exist on other otherwise we wouldn't be human yeah i, I guess you kind of have to yeah it comes yeah you can't help it like if no one invented philosophy someone would just invent it yeah. or would just start doing it because like all it takes is somebody to to go and this is actually kind of this is like one of my favorite like prior jokes um is he talks about how uh, the first philosopher had to have been black because the first philosopher was the first human, and the first human was from Africa. Yeah. And all it takes, basically, all it takes to, to be <laughs> a philosopher is to be the first person to just kind of like look around and go, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> 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 and, oh. and yeah, and. And prior, prior didn't phrase it that way. He phrased it as the the first N word to oh, <laughs> to sure, ask yeah, that question. Yeah. But you know, it's prior. He did that. Um, he he did enjoy saying it. 
Love that word. Yeah. Really loved saying that Apparently, word. Apparently, even after he, he gave up using it on stage, he just still said it in his private life. So, kind of interesting. It feels like one of those things, if he's been saying it a lot, it'd be hard to stop, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not going to um, tell Richard Pryor to stop. Oh, wait, I see what you mean. Like, 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 like it's a, I totally misunderstood what you meant by that. Yeah. No, but I was going to, I was just going to it's going to be hard to stop him. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> no, 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 no. For him to stop himself. Because it's just a, it's a habit, uh, you know. And uh, But that is funny. If, I, imagine you tweeting like that guy. <laughs> I, lo- um, I I just watched Richard pri- Pryor for uh, prior the- f- say, Pryor saying the N-word is privilege. <laughs> just the most in- asinine take. God, I'm still thinking about that tweet. Man, I might, I, fucking, I want, I want to delete my Twitter. And just throw you're my phone into like, the ocean. You're like cross. I'm. I'm because of the the epidemic. Uh, Pat and I have been doing uh, Zoom meetings to record this, so I can see yes. that. And you're like, you're like, your your eyes are crossed. You're so mad. <laughs> it's just. It's the stupidest you're, thing to you're say. Apoplectic. <laughs> I'm sure it's annoying when your friends are like, "Well, I know what you're going through. I, I'm a dad. You know, I'm I'm a dad to a you know a puppy or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but also like. Yeah. I still don't fully understand his take, actually. I don't I'm, I'm either. It again, not having children is a form of privilege, and it's one we don't talk about. I think we've enough. spoken think about we this talked... enough, sir. Like, yeah, I, I, I think feel we've like. we talked about it enough. <laughs> you know why? Because we haven't talked about it at all. Because it's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the rain is a form of privilege. All right. And I fucking, I hate p- people who, who who do this thing where it's like, uh, privilege. Oh yeah, I'm so uh, triggered. I'm privileged. I hate that shit. I'm not. I'm not making I, fun of that shit. I think it's stupid. But this is a profoundly. Is, we keep saying profoundly. It's a. It's an asinine take. It's a stupid thing to say. And I can't stop a, thinking about it. At a certain point. At a certain point, it just feels like they're just yucking your yum. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yucking your yum <laughs> yeah have you ever heard that phrase before? no yuck, don't yuck don't yuck my yum it's basically just like people saying like oh if you like this it's stupid and you're stupid and it's like can you just let me like this oh can i see just... what you mean yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um anyway uh like it's not hurting anybody it's not it's not like i'm not i didn't say i love human trafficking <laughs> i said i <laughs> <laughs> i love listening to the rain that's yeah. all i said you know? <laughs> Good lord. So, okay, ben, so, is this world worth saving? Oh man. I think it is. Uh, at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah. But I do but I, I do but I do want to shoot that man in the in the face uh but, with a yeah, with, yeah. I, I am challenged sometimes. Not know? with not with the real gun. I obviously this man doesn't deserve death for speaking his mind, but I would love to hit him in the head with something. Something soft so it wouldn't hurt. Just something to get my aggression out. You know what I'd love to do? A nerf Here's, gun or I, something. I, I, I'd love to take like a super soaker and like while he's like in in maybe like right before a job interview or something or just something where he's like really hoping that he'll stay dry. You just fucking soak the shit out of him. Oh, that would rule as he's walking in like he's already not like he's like he's already <laughs> so he's checked in with on his, a date. Or something? He's, oh, no. Yeah. He's just waiting at the bar like she just texted him like, hey, I'm, I'm running 10 late. And he's like, all right, I'll just wait in the bar for you. Just sits there waiting to be sat and like. Right yeah. as she's walking up, we just run up with super soakers and we hit them, and then yeah, we just the laugh. State of the art, the state of the art with those like streams that are like an inch in diameter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and then after <laughs> that happens, we laugh, and then we just 
<laughs> and then we check in with the uh, receptionist. We check in with the hostess because we're like, now we we may as well get something to eat. So we just sit there yeah, and yeah, eat. Like, I'm kind of hungry. Are you hungry? Yeah. And it's, well, I would I would say yeah. Well, let's let's stay and watch. Yeah. Right. Because he would gonna beat, be he would beat the shit out of us. He would be so mad. <laughs> he would he would gain like uh, like adrenaline like strength and just and do that thing where he picks us up, you know, with like one hand around our throats, just picked us up off the fucking ground. Oh well. We okay. better not. We better not mess with this guy. Actually, you know what? We're not going to do that. I don't yeah, want to ask it. At a Maggiano's or whatever. You know what? Instead, maybe let's go back to this uh, to this guy. <laughs> okay, and talk about his, his theory of of a uh, of a uh, language, philosophy, and truth. Okay. Oh right, this guy. So here's oh here's the thing. I, so I've always kind of wanted th- this. Sort of leads into this a little bit, uh, but I've been <laughs> I've been wanting to do an episode for so long that's just truth <laughs> it's just like the main one the main thing that we're all here for um but i don't know how to go about it but this is kind of like the closest uh spot so oh, that's let me ask you let me ask you real quick pat what yes do, what do you think truth is <laughs> um I, a truth is something that it's v- v- very hard to explain i think <laughs> truth is um, something that is real. It's basically, okay. it, what's truth? It's still real to me, damn it. That's what I say of the truth. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, now, here's the thing. So he, so when you say something is either true or false, right? When you say it's false, uh, what are you talking about? Like, what is true or false? You know, it's it's I don't know because it's like you can say that's so, like I'm trying to think of something that isn't opinion. What's true? The sky is blue, Ben. Okay. But what what are you saying is true? Are you saying the sky is true or being blue is true? Uh is no, the, the statement, statement the statement that I made. Okay. Yeah, there so that's what I'm trying to get to. So the th- the the, the the what's it called the property of truth is really only attached to statements to, or what uh, like technically in philosophy are called propositions okay <clears throat> it's not on the actual objects right because the actual objects out in the world like you know the sun or whatever it's not like true or false it's just like the fucking sun it's just there sure right uh it's whether you know if the sun wasn't there then you know it's not the 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 space where the sun used to be that's true or false right when you say it's true or false what's true or false it's the existence of the sun in that case right if we're sure. just talking about the sun. yeah 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 or you know if the sky is blue or whatever excuse me you're not talking about like the sky and you're not really talking about you know the 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 attribute of being blue you're talking about the statement the, the, the sky is blue, okay? And that's true or false, okay? Uh, and so what this ultimately is, according to Austin, is not just a proposition, it's, it's an utterance, right? It's a, it's a little bit of language that we use to describe the world. And th- these descriptions of the world are true or false, okay? <clears throat> now, he says that that's, you know, a, a fairly, like, good start uh, at, like, trying to define truth, but it's, it's more complicated than that when you get to, like, these different statements, uh, different like things like uh, it's not just like a correspondence of the facts because it could also be like, um, you know, uh, he uses the example of, uh, you know, is Belfast north of London, right? The statement Belfast is north of London. Is that true or false? Well, like 
how true is it? And like, it depends on where you're standing and Belfast. What you're looking, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know because it's a different. Uh... So, like, I mean, you could say it's it's north. Technically, it's true. You know, he would say it's true to say it's north of London. Okay, but how how accurate is that? Because it's more like north. It's more like north uh, west of London. Yeah, yeah, right. So when you say it's north of London, you're not wrong, but you know, it's it's not super helpful because like there's a, there's a, there's a city that's like more north of London than Belfast or whatever. You know, um, so the point. Why the do point you keep calling it Belfast? I don't know how to you're, pronounce you're it. You're saying it like it's a fucking like music festival. Welcome to Belfast. It's not well, how I've it heard works. It I've heard it pronounced Belfast sometimes. From who? I don't know. From people. Name like, one. I've heard it pronounced. I don't know their name. Name their first it's, and like last some, name. Yeah, like fuck you. Some guy. <laughs> and also, so that's another example. Like me saying I've heard it said that way before. Like I'm not wrong. But sure. also, it's not, it's not helpful to you because you don't really believe me. Right. No, I mean, so I don't, I don't, I, I can't imagine you're lying about that. That would be such a funny thing for you to lie to me. For you to look me in the eye, your friend Patrick, uh, who you have known I for. Lie to you about something so stupid. Yeah, this after 22 years of friendship, you lie to me about hearing that pronounced. The, the pr- yeah, the pronunciation sure. of, of uh, the capital of North Ireland. I don't know why you would lie about that. I feel like we've both been, well, not even, I was going to say we've both been caught lying on the show. We've both just both been mistaken. I don't, I don't know if we've ever outright yeah, that's, that's lied. Yeah, that's the other thing. And so, okay, so this is, this is what the guy's talking about. So is he? This is, this is precisely, yeah, it is. <laughs> 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 Every time you do that, when you go, is he or is it or was he? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You know, it's, it's, I, I feel so unconfident. <laughs> it's the most devastating thing you can say to somebody that isn't like personal or like using an obscenity. Did he? Has yeah. she? It's like, oh fuck. Did did he? I don't know. Now now I'm second guessing myself. Yeah, exactly. I'm second guessing myself. Uh, but so but this is the it's whole It's also point. real oh. quick, sorry to interrupt oh. you again, but it's the best thing to say okay. when you it's, don't you've already you've done it so many times. No, I haven't. It's, it's the best thing it's I'm, I'm actually trying to talk. It's the best thing to say <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's the best thing to say to somebody when they when they like kind of make a point and you or not even they make a point, when you just don't really have anything else to say in an argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where it's like, why are you doing that? Well, you're doing that again? Well, yeah, Brian told me to. Did he? <laughs> but like, yeah, he probably did, but, you, but you're angry. You don't really have anything yeah. to say, so you just and say something, like, and they get pissed. Right. Uh, and so this is kind of another thing. This is an utterance of like of, of rhetorical emptiness that doesn't it doesn't really have any real content, but it does. But it is saying something in a way. That's my first are, uh, record. <laughs> Rhetorical emptiness. Rhetorical emptiness. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the point. So the point is basically that where we take language and we take our ordinary use of language, right? And we we purport to take that as a model for like how we can understand truth. But then when you actually look at language, it's a fucking hornet's nest. Yeah, because dude. you you do a lot of stuff with with language. Then this is his main kind of like his main thesis. Too many. This is like things, his really. his main idea is that language is not just descriptive, right? And it's not just a tool for, like, you know, identifying truth. Yeah. It's, it's, we do things with language. Language, language is, is made up of a bunch of actions, right? Some of which are descriptive, some of which purport to tell us the truth about, you know, the external world, right? But 
a lot of the times what we do and say or what we say is is like it's part of what we do and we do it in like these social contexts and each of these uh each of these like statements or a lot of these statements he he argues that all statements all utterances are essentially actions uh that are meant to introduce sort of pun- he uses this phrase which i think is kind of cool it, it it's a, uh to puncture the world with our with our truth right with the speaker's truth and trying to get the other people to like to believe your story or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's not just me saying this and this happened, but it's also like, you know, I could say something low. Oh, I bet this will happen. Okay. Or, you know, uh, a, an example that he uses is, um, you know, I, I, I crown the King Pat or whatever, the protector of Manor Road. Nice. Right. Okay. That that's that statement is not a truth statement. It doesn't oh. or it's not it's not a descriptive statement. It's oh, not man. saying you are. It's not saying no, hold on. It's not saying you are uh uh the king of Manor Road or the oh. protector of Manor Road. It makes you the protector of Manor Road. Because okay. that state that statement is like a ritual or it's like a it's like an invocation. Okay. Right, of power that instills power onto you. Thanks, which means man. that te- technically I'm more powerful than you because I you you derive your authority as protector of Manor Road from me, sure. Because I'm the because I'm the Pope of Austin. Yeah, um, well, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like me when people, um, uh, well, they used to uh, when people uh, in the entertainment industry hit me up like, "Who were the hot comics that I need to get a tape of?" And I'll be like, "Oh man, yeah." <laughs> like, well, you, oh, you got to choose that. <laughs> no, yeah, they don't ask me for mine. They're <laughs> just like, well, "Who are they?" And I'm like, "Well." Well, okay. I guess there's this guy. <laughs> He's all right. But but then but then but think of it that way though. Is that now they're they're by asking you. That's again an act now. So that act that action, that you know them asking you for a tape of someone. That that means that they've in asking you that. Do you understand how how this works? Yes. In a, in in asking you that, they've invested you with the power. <laughs> to to determine who is a good comic and who isn't. Yes. So in a way that makes you that puts you above the, these comics and makes you this like ultimate taste maker. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of a weird like it's powerful, you know. Well, you know, Ben, sometimes at night I'll just uh as I'm drifting off to sleep I just think about all the money I've made other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. There's also that. Yeah. I mean, we won't get into that that specifically, but <clears throat> anyway. But there's that saying like I do in a wedding, you know? And then and then the priest says I now pronounce you man and wife or whatever. Hmm. Uh like that the, with the priest saying that, and it, it can only be a priest. It doesn't count if it's any other guy. Yeah, if you don't um, if you don't get married in a Catholic church. Well, I, I, Ben is a lot like me in, in in this way. Uh neither one of us recognize a marriage if it wasn't in the Catholic church. Yeah, so, if it wasn't yeah, if it's not if it's not, you know, conducted under the holy order of matrimony. Yeah. You know, the sacrament of matrimony. Yeah. As, like as defined by Jesus Christ. Yeah. Our Lord and Savior. <laughs> uh when uh w- w- yeah, like I, I often growing up, uh my friend Mike Dunham, his parents uh were married in a in a Swedish uh Protestant church. I'm not exactly sure which one. And I remember being like probably Lutheran. Yeah. I bet Lutheran. Well maybe. I actually I think you're you're right. And I I remember saying to them uh, you know, thanks for having me having me over. That was that was a wonderful dinner, and your marriage is not vowed in the eyes of the Lord. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't happy. And you're like, what the fuck? This kid's like twelve. <laughs> you know, you know, you know how angry you'd be if a twelve year old kid told you your marriage wasn't vowed. <laughs> it was a shame. Yeah. 
in the <laughs> eyes of God. <laughs> like what? But anyway, so that's why you need that priest there to say those things. That's they what I'm saying. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So that's so that's kind of what he's saying. He says that this is very important, and there. So every statement is is sort of. He says even descriptive statements. So when you say something, right, anything, like there's a component to it. He calls it the locutionary force or the locutionary statement. It that that part is like the just bare bones, like descriptive part of it. So when I say, uh, like, hey, this is another example that that uh, that JL Austin uses. He says, if I'm just like some guy who remarks, you know, about. Uh, like okay, so like let's say I filled out these um, uh, like a uh, uh, what's it called? God, I don't know why I can't think of this right now. Do you know what, what, is what? It called where you put ice cubes in the, the ice rack? The, or the ice cube maker? I mean, I, I don't know if it has an. You know what, Ben? I I don't think it has a name. I think it's that mysterious. No, it does. No, I don't know. It's, it does. It doesn't the ice the rack ice, probably something like that. I guess it's the ice rack. Wow, this is this, I sound so dumb right now. But whatever, the ice rack, okay? But you know when you make new ice cubes, okay? And then you put it in the freezer and you take them out after like five minutes and the, like, the ice on top is thin or whatever? Yeah. You know, you can maybe like poke through it. So you're like, hey. Which I often do. Ice? Yeah, the ice is thin. You say that to somebody. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Who would I you know? say that to? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even if there's someone in the room, why on earth would I do that so and just go, hey, buddy. When there's- hey, Jay. Yeah. Hot tip. Yeah. <laughs> this it's ice weird. is thin. Yeah, it'd be weird if you did that, right? So if there's if there's any any ice if there's any ice nearby, and and it is in fact thin, and then you say, "Hey, the ice is thin." Yeah, like that. That's like you know, it's. I I'd say ice is bad. Yeah. Jay's just interrupting our fucking to ask us about ISIS. Well, we I mean, he had a pretty pressing question. He looked pretty upset when I told him that ISIS was in fact. I, oh, I, I consider about, it bad. I think ISIS is pretty bad. Well, it depends on what ISIS you're talking about. There's also I, I, the goddess ISIS. There was this beautiful uh, woman I worked with at Barnes & Noble named ISIS. Ooh, how's she doing now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder how I wonder how any ISIS is doing right now. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure she goes by Isabel now. I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. There, it is kind of funny that one. I forget his name. That one guy on uh, on Comtown <laughs> named his dog ISIS. <laughs> he did. So when he, yeah. So when he goes to the park, he and he, he yells out, "ISIS, ISIS, no!" When when ISIS starts chasing other dogs. Oh my Jesus Christ! <laughs> ISIS, no. <laughs> Which who who did that? Uh, what's his name? Friedlander or whatever. The Jewish one that they all make fun of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So now. That statement, the ice is thin. <laughs> sure, is it doesn't? It's like it's just a very odd thing to say. You'd you'd be right, you know, because the ice is thin. But you know, who gives a shit? Yeah, why uh, on earth would? And I mean, you, the only way you I would ever need to say that sentence is if I was taking uh, my niece and nephew uh, ice skating down at the pond. Then I would go. You know boom. what, guys, we're going home. The ice is thin. Boom. I was just gonna say, okay, that's exactly where the where the exact that's that's eerie. That's exactly where the example was gonna be taken to, because then it's a totally different situation. So again, context is everything. Uh, but yes. you know, you take your your uh, niece and nephew ice skating, and then you know, boom, your nephew falls through, and so you're like, oh well, I guess I better save the other one at least. Hey, don't go skating, niece. What's her name again? Her name's the Grace Dog. The Grace Dog. Hey, Grace Dog, don't yeah. skate on that pond. Okay, the ice is thin. Now, that statement, the ice is thin, now it has a lot more meaning. 
it has a lot more punch, right? Because now it's a warning. Yeah. That, you see you see that? But you didn't say anything extra about it being a warning, right? Like she understands it's a warning just by you saying the ice is thin, right? So w- what is it about the statement in the first case versus the second case? Well, J.L. Austin says that there's this sort of additional component to the second case called a perlocutionary act, which is like it's basically on top of the act of saying this descriptive thing, you're also doing the act of declaring a warning, you know, for the sake of saving your your niece because it's too late for your nephew. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> He's already dead. Damn. <laughs> That's not good. That's going to be a that is going to be a awkward That's drive home. That's gonna be an awkward conversation. Yeah, with me, your sister. Yeah, well, yeah, me and Gracie Bear driving home. We're like, well, this is weird. Just yeah. would, would you, you would, would you dive in and say and save your of nephew? Of course, I would. <laughs> I mean, I would try. I used to be a lifeguard. I actually, you know, what's funny? I actually know how to. I can save people from the water. Maybe I remember how to do, do all know, that shit. Do you know CPR? Of course, I know CPR. Okay. Do you know CPR? I used to. Why? I took a. It's the I took ease, a class. It's not difficult. It's. I mean, I mean, I'm. I'm sure I could. I, well, I'm. I'm sure I could. Uh, like remember it or whatever. But um, what was I gonna say? I'm not. Uh, I guess it's not that I forgot it. It's that I. I used to be like. What's it called? Certified Licensed or whatever. Certified. There you go. Thank you. But I'm just not certified anymore. To do well, yeah. Well, so was I. Wait, you would. Uh... I don't remember why I had to get certified. That's really weird. I cannot tell you why I had to get certified, but for some reason I got certified. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, oh, I know. I know why. It was just because I had to be. Uh, we had to take some sort of like safety thing when we were elected officers of Terrace. Me and like Jake and and all my friends of your of your eating club back in Princeton University. Club, yeah, uh, I was the vice president of my eating club. Well, the thing about it is that with CPR, and this is just kind of a coincidence, and people think it's a joke, but it's not. Uh, is this fucking serious? Uh, if you're doing CPR, you're supposed to do it to the, like, you're supposed to do it at a certain rhythm. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're literally supposed to think of that song, Stayin' Alive, when you do it. It's it's that it's yeah. that tempo. Uh, huh, uh, uh, Stayin' Alive, Stayin' Alive. That's what it is. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I guess it's not no, weird at all. It's actually pretty helpful. That's, like, and that's that's also one of those, that's also one of those, hey, fun fact that everyone knows. You know, everyone knows that. Oh, do they? Yeah, everyone. Oh, I don't know. Everyone knows that. Well, <laughs> It was in the office. Like everyone knows that. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a really famous scene because I don't know why they were doing it, but they're like, yeah, they've got like that dummy or whatever that that creepy like like plastic armless mannequin uh, that you practice on. You know, the American one or the British one? I don't remember this at all. The, the American one. Fucking Dwight. Dwight takes a knife and cuts the the face off of this plastic mannequin and puts it on himself and does like a Hannibal Lecter thing. Okay. And freaks the freaks everyone the fuck out. So who is Dwight? Pull- oh, fuck you. What? <laughs> did you know? I can't well, you don't remember this. I don't remember. Did you actually know Ben? That's a really famous scene. Did you know that there was a uh, a British version of The Office? I'm just repeating obvious things. <laughs> what, are, what are you? Yeah. What are you doing? Just, hey, the ice is thin. <laughs> Did you know that the um, the singer from uh, Foo Fighters, Ben, originally was actually the drummer from Nirvana? The drummer for yeah. Do you know that, that? Dave, Dave Dave Grohl? Do you know he's from DC? Damn, man, I'm really doing obvious things. What other obvious things <laughs> yeah. are there? Um, uh, I don't know. Do you know that, so, did you know that Charlie uh, Sheen? Uh, 
and uh, what's that fucking guy's name? Emilio Estevez. They're brothers. Do you know that? Hi, this is the new segment on I Learn Nothing. It's called Obvious Facts with Pat. It's, I think it's kind of fun. Guys, I, if you have any I, I really obvious like if you have any I obvious facts that you want me to say on the show, go ahead and um, send me a direct message on Twitter so Ben doesn't see it. At Pat Dean on Twitter. Go ahead and uh, send me your obvious facts, please. The con- now more than ever, the country needs it. All right. Well, anyway, so the last part, the yes. last like, little thing I have to re- I have to mention here is so this idea of like spe- speech acts having having basically not only descriptive content but performative force, right? Uh, he says that this uh, performative force, so like a warning. So he says like a, a, an appraisal, a, a, a vow. It's also what he called a war- D-Day. A warning. Would you just stop? Stop fucking interrupting me for one. I'm not. Second. What are you talking about? <laughs> Man, this this one in particular, you've been you've been piping up a lot. A I'm lot, so and it's taken me... fucking annoyed about that <laughs> goddamn tweet. Still, stop looking at it. Are you looking at it right now? Of course, I'm looking at it. Stop looking at it. All, All right, right, let me get this last piece out. God, you're the worst. No, I'm not ah, the best. You're the fucking worst. For what? Okay, this, okay. So this guy, this this is where it relates to fascism. All right, I'm trying to oh, get, I'm trying to loop this back into go. like something kind of like current current. You know, you're like Woody Guthrie. That guy hated fascists. Stop, Pat. Stop. (laughs) I'm begging you. (laughs) Okay. So he says that even even uh, like certain declarative facts, right? Statements about just declarative shit that like has no bearing on politics necessarily, or on like trying to get people to change their behavior or anything like that. He says that that sometimes. Uh, f- f- fascist or or any sort of like you know uh dictator type of like you know uh, uh uh figure can easily manipulate you know the crowd or or you know the the population or whatever um by making declarative statements that are just like not true but the the performative force behind them is to try to get like certain consensus okay so like. Uh, like Trump saying something like, we need to make America great again, you know? It's uh, the first like, thing I've agreed with you with this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like, so he's not, there's the the reality behind that statement, the description behind that statement is not anything like, it's it's not anything that's ver- that's easily verifiable. Like, you know, who's, who's saying that America isn't great now? Uh, why do we need to make America great? How do we need to get make America great? Uh, great why do we need to like you know what is the point of you saying this Hmm. Uh, the point of him saying it is basically to induce this feeling that oh you know america is not great because it's you know run by obama Uh, uh, you know let's pretend that this is at the time when you know he was first running yes america is not great because of this black president right so he's (laughs) like already no 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 there's a point to me saying that sure there's He's he's implementing this sort of like dog whistling thing, right? Yeah, he's Behind big on this, that. Right, yeah. So dog whistling is a big thing. It's a big performative act that a lot of people, especially on the right, use with very simple statements. Yeah. Statements that even though you, you you can even say that they're like most of them can be easily proven wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the point is not the point is not that they're wrong. That's not why they said it. They're, they're, it's not even that like it's possible that they don't that they don't believe it themselves. You know, 
But that's not the point. They're not trying to convey truth. They're dog whistling. They're trying to convey a message, right, out to people to start thinking about the implications of like, oh, yeah, we've had this black president. And, you know, I, I and and also, I don't really believe that, like, you know, America is great right now. Oh, you know, let me connect the dots there. Oh, I know we should elect this guy named Trump. Right. Because America is not great. And sure. the only people who can bring America back to its like old greatness again is like white people. Right. Or like, you know, the silent majority yeah. or blah, blah, blah. I disagree. You know, there's but... an agenda. There's an agenda behind it. I disagree, too. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. God damn it. This show fucking rules, dude. <laughs> I'm starting to hate it. What if I'm starting to hate it more? Be and more? so funny. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that's the point. That's sort of the point that he tries to bring up. He says that this can be when misapplied or 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 misused or abused. That, you know, the performative acts or the performative force that we add to our speech acts can easily take us down a, a dark and ugly ro- road. Yes, with no end in sight, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, so you, but the, the one thing that will help you down that long road is Kyrgyz. Folks, if you're walking down a long, nightmarish road, possibly in the woods or in some sort of uh, secluded area that you're not familiar with, it will certainly help you if you are wearing Kyrgyz slippers, Ben. These are the finest slippers known to man or woman or anything. It doesn't matter. No one on this planet, regardless of their gender, has ever found a better slipper to put on their feet, Ben. If, you, if, you, if you're walking outside and it's late at night and there's lightning in the distance and death behind your back, do not and worry. Fascism. And if there's fascism running around, don't worry. You're safe. Uh, put on Kyrgyz and you will never be uh, murdered in a secluded area, Ben. So, uh, again, if you are worried about uh, the comfort of your feet <laughs> while you're being uh, uh, stabbed to death by a man in a hockey mask... Go ahead and put that out of your mind. Go to Kyrgyz.com. K-K-Y-R-G-I-E-S-D-A-C-K-I-N. Use the promo code NOTHING in all caps. You'll get 15% off your order every time. So do it. NOTHING in all caps. Kyrgyz.com. Escape what's chasing you. (laughs) That's their new tagline. Escape, escape what's escape chasing you. Escape what's chasing you. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I don't... If I saw that, pretty good, I'd buy that's it. That's a really good fucking... Yeah, escape what's chasing you. There's so much chasing me right now, dude. Yeah. But they're slippers. They're not really They're not really good for... You're not supposed to wear them outside. It's the worst... Yeah. <laughs> as our friend Marcus, uh, uh, to uh, to tragic uh, results, found out, uh, he wore it outside during like a, <laughs> like a, a monsoon. It was a, it was a rainstorm. Fucking Marcus... Walks Did into the kind of like complain at first, and then you're like, Marcus. Well, he came <laughs> into the valves uh, dripping wet, and then he was like, I, I wore those slippers, and like, I think they're ruined. He was like, What the fuck? And I was like, Well, you're not supposed to. Well, come on. I think, it, I think it says on the website you're not supposed to. So, folks, don't be like Marcus ever in any way. Yeah. Okay? Because <laughs> look what happens if you do. You end up hanging out with people like me and Ben. Yeah. That's not fun. Awful. Absolutely awful. Anyway, that's it. That's JL. Marcus's Austin. life is a podcast that never stops. He's just surrounded by <laughs> people who don't stop talking at all times. Uh, well, you know, I'll say that uh, I guess it's kind of interesting to think about. 
I guess there's just a lot of stuff, Ben, that I don't ever think about. So I guess that's, that's a, true. kind of the point Admittedly, of philosophy we talked about earlier. This guy was a very brilliant guy, but the problem uh, that I found was that he's all over the place. He talked about literally everything, so I, I had to narrow down like, <laughs> just, just like a little bit. So what do you cover with your philosophy? Uh, everything. Oh. Yeah. I mean, basically everything. Like, okay, he's, he's, he's known for, uh, he's got, and he never wrote like one book. He just wrote a ton of articles about everything. So he wrote about like art, knowledge, perception, uh, truth, uh, <laughs> uh, speech acts, language of philosophy. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, again, language, uh, freedom, ability, <laughs> actions, and excuses. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, so he, he wrote a lot. He wrote a lot of shit. So we didn't cover like half of it, but I think I think hopefully we covered some of the interesting stuff. <clears throat> hmm. So yeah. Well, anything uh, else? <laughs> what are What are your thoughts? <laughs> um. No, I mean it's kind of interesting stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's like um, it's a thing where again, I guess I never thought about. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to give you a positive from here on out. The newest segment at the end of the show that we do is called uh, one positive, one negative. And the okay. positive thing I have to say uh, is that um, I guess I never thought about the whole idea of the truth in relation to, to how you used it about like the sun or whatever, just stating facts. Oh, yeah. The truth is, is about statements, not. Yes. Not not entities. I guess that was just sort of inherent in my understanding of it, but I just never really put into words or thought about it. Uh, the negative that I have is that uh, you so look... you constantly interrupting. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you... No, well, I was going to say you look like shit today. That's the negative. <laughs> just insulting... No, you look fine. Just the idea of insulting your personal appearance after spending an hour trying to teach me about something. Yeah, you look fucking fat as shit. It's like, wait, what? Well, that's, yeah... That's the thing, though, is because I am feeling a little vulnerable about that because I'm not I, I'm just like not very. Uh, <coughs> the, the quarantine has just made me kind of like slovenly, I feel like. Oh, you sure. Know? I think all of us. Because it's just like I'm just like I'm, I'm not taking pride in my appearance because I'm just like I like fuck like who gives a shit in a way. You know? Sure. <laughs> Who's going to see it? I mean, it's a, yeah. Taking pride in your appearance is it only matters yeah it's like it's like if you're gonna when you're getting laid you know yeah if you're getting yeah you're gonna get frisky later what i always say ben <laughs> is that if if i'm not frisking for some for some puss i god <laughs> god damn it pat <laughs> ew <laughs> frisking for some puss i think that's the negative that's the negative of the show right there <laughs> Oh my god! I just laughed silently <laughs> for like seventeen seconds. Me and my brother have a signal where, because um, Kevin, when he laughs really hard, uh, he he laughs like, <laughs> and you can't hear him. So when yeah. I when I talk to him on the phone, if he's laughing very hard like that, he has to hit the, oh, yeah. the number <laughs> nine a lot. Otherwise, I don't know. And I just move on to the next <laughs> subject. And then halfway through, I hear the lad the recovery of the laugh, which is this, which is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's so kind of haunting just to ask him to, to, to dial a number because then on your end you just hear beep, 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 that's a, beep, that, beep, That is literally what I hear. And back back when we would do like I am and shit, AOL or whatever, we would uh we'd send we'd do that to each other too. We just we'd we text each other nine 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 as opposed to writing yeah. ha 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 ha. 
So well, that's just that's, a fun little family fun. fact. Well, Ben, uh, well, yeah, it was a pretty interesting episode. Um, I think I think it's going to change a lot of people's uh, minds and, and hearts. And uh, hopefully, I think I think I, I think after I, this, I thought it was interesting after this episode, I think Trump's done, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, it's not. This is not. Oh, it's not remotely going to take over. The, well, then why yeah, do we even no. do it? We just wasted everyone's time. I thought we were going to bring down DJT, but apparently, uh, yeah, we're not going to take him down with a philosophy podcast. I'm sorry if you ever <laughs> thought that. That's, that's just not going to happen. It's not. <laughs> that is a very good point, uh, folks. Some people, some people might say not with that attitude, but uh, also in actuality, it's not going to take him down. Yeah, if we had the best attitude <laughs> in the world, it wouldn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guys, thank you again for listening to this uh, this uh, petty little podcast that we put together. Uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. I said mine earlier at Pat Dean. Uh, ben is G R S T L A P O R N Grisselporn on Twitter. Go ahead and follow him on there. Uh, that's the same thing for Ben's IG. And uh, mine is Dean Man P if you want to see some stuff. Um, there you go. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's about it. Uh, if you have some time, it'd be kind of cool to uh, write a five-star review of our podcast. Yeah, we, we haven't asked that in a while. Yeah. But if you guys want to, please, by all means, go ahead. Go to iTunes. Uh, give us a five star review on there. My birthday is um, next week. It'll be a it'll be a Christmas present. My birthday uh, is on July fourth this year. Uh, and you said it's a Christmas present, a birthday present. Did I say Christmas present? You definitely said oh. Christmas. Well, present. it's an early Christmas <laughs> present then. Fuck it. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's and a Christmas present. Gonna get, you're not gonna get a gift on December. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> deserve one. Every time it's like Christmas and someone's like, hey, what are you thinking of for Christmas? I'm just like, I think I'm shit and I, you shouldn't get me anything. Jesus. OK. But, you know, that's, um, you know, so that, that, that's a topic for a different episode. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and do that. If you could, it would help us out a lot. Uh, Kyrgyz .com. We also have our Patreon available, Ben. 15 um, percent off on 15 uh, percent on, on Kyrgyz. With our promo code, nothing in all caps. Uh, and then also, yeah, check out our Patreon where Pat teaches me a thing or two uh, about a thing or two. It's uh, it's riveting. We what? did Jesus, the Jesus is lost, lost years last time. Yeah, we, we, cool. we, we discussed how the Bible, uh, Christ is born, and then there's just like a 14-year gap or whatever it was, 18-year gap. So um, what was he doing? We found out. Go to our Patreon. I did a lot of backbreaking research to, to answer that question. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, as always, my friends, uh, keep on thinking hard. Uh, the truth sucks. Truth sucks. C is, C a, is a bastard. And if you're not Catholic. Time is a son of a bitch. And if yeah. you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Bring us home, Benny. And, and here's LaBouche. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew you heard me, bitch. Oh man, I knew this kid who, in like fifth or sixth grade, uh, told me that uh, he bought the Labouche album uh, for that song. Ah, uh -huh, yeah, hey, I wanna be my lover. Yeah. And the way he claimed that it, this guy was a compulsive liar, and the, the, he claimed that it ended by the woman going, "I wanna be your goddamn motherfucking lover." How? How and I was much like, what did the he fuck? claim that? Like, like to his, like to his grave or something no i mean like, it just came like, up once know. in conversation and i and like i was like in my head i was like this uh, that's i think that's when i was no, like no one pushed no one pushed them on it no I, I i was just like okay like what am i gonna do it'd be like you're lying yeah i don't know it just it'd be felt funny weird. if you did if you, you're a liar you're prove it prove it you're a fucking liar mr angle because that was his name anyway uh thanks here's labouche
Yeah. 